0: Love Talks Radio. Chapter chapter. Oh, it's... Oh, it's that... You're on the Bible.
1: Greek word, biblios, mini books, taken through the ages, ageless, timeless, prophets, apostles, epistles, the gospel, the righteous, the hostile, the woeful, the wonderful. On the Sabbath days or on Sundays, it's easy to find me. It's most likely up in your churches where I might be. It's millions over this earth who would tell you that they like me, but realistically, half of them take what I say lightly. They just push me off the table like they don't need me. Uh Look me in my face like they don't see me. Granny's off the church and she won't leave me. Then she comes home from church but she won't bring my name King James Version Born in 1611 I was made to teach bright how to reach the kingdom of heaven. I might not be saying the same thing as your reverend, but what was broken? The way you probably catch me at your grandma's house, open the Psalms. I was like your grandpa's spouse, over and Arm. You catch me in a small jail house, over
0: in Grom I speak about the hotel from nowhere to town Now I travel through my pages,
1: learn about the ancients. Life and death is in me, but some don't wanna hear me, misuse me. To conquer many lands, many men have been slain for who I am. The saints' blood on their hands. Government attempted to get rid of me, and still trying. Society refused to listen to me, and still dying. I give counsel to disciples i watch feel remind them that the place they want to be is filled a bookshelf missionary. I could school The school books Plus Dr. Seuss In the dictionary What's written is power I'm sitting in the parlor I'm the only book closed But i open at any hour It's always an happy head carry with a gold tooth With his hand on my head Saying he swear to tell the whole truth Yo, dude, they got me On a show called Dusty Living godly is a must But don't nobody trust me I teach about the old trails Mortars the bomb Seven plagues Seven seals Soldiers the swarm Rage in the field Soldiers Storms The currents, The horns You've been a lot of preachers want me on 18 just to make a profit When all I want to do is give you words of the sacred prophets So my creators can see believers making progress I warn them of the dangers and loving material objects Open me up, pray to the God of all men The God of Jacob, Isaac, the God of Abraham May open up his plan, why he came as a man God, 12, spread his truth to every nation through the land Yo, we kicked the U.S. once sober but you won't show my name cause when your friends came you keep turning my front over with steps on my back, use me as a cup coaster come closer, let me do my job like I'm supposed Yo, to, There's 66 books in me good and plenty, but up north they rip out pages, the puffs sensely. me but the saints study intensely, cause it's riches in me but to the wicked I ain't going and you can run around wildin, looking in the sky or you can read me, choose life or die, who's right but I man, a tooth for an eye, the water's the fire's fry. I'm the Bible, I'm the Bible I hold the keys to survival I'm here to strengthen God's saints and abort the vital. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you stop serving these idols Ain't no other God the normal in that title I'm the Bible, I'm the Bible Original holy scrolls come for lonely souls with the oracles of the morocco I'm the Bible, I'm the Bible I'm trying to save many men But any who pretend, his kingdom they won't be getting them I'm the number one selling book of all time, I done made billions But if the people don't understand, I ain't happy so come get with me, sit with me, and I'm going to show you mysteries.
0: Shalom, <laughs> shalom,
2: which means good night or good evening in the ancient Paleo-Hebrew. I'm your host, your brother, your friend, as always, Tazapah. I am joined this evening by LaBia in the building, y'all. Hello. Um I want to start off my sentence. Shouts out to affiliated schools. Okay, it's all good. I You're going to be ready, though, right? There you go. I'm ready,
3: Kyle. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All
2: right, cool, cool. All right, I want to uh, send a shout-out to our Affiliated Schools, uh, the brothers here in San Antonio. Shout-out to Award, Shem Swan and the crew. Uh, also, shout-out to our Affiliated School up in VA, uh, Brother Kazakia and the crew up there. Also, uh, the brother Parked the Zop down in H-Town. <laughs> uh, and the brothers... Uh, the brothers also uh, up in Rochester, the brothers I Nala. Shouts out to our brothers and sisters in Canada, Albuquerque, and Cali. And shouts out to Cow Cobb down in Guatemala. The kids is in the kitchen, y'all. That's why I'm laughing. They over uh, making themselves food, talking about they want me to send shouts out to them. So, shouts out to the kids, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> to Reply <on> Idy. <laughs> honorable mentions all right All right, y'all. so if it's the first time tuning into the show uh welcome welcome man to bible talk man uh little show that we've been doing for uh over ten years now, courtesy of the brother Mashaba uh in his infinite wisdom uh first came up with uh bible talk blog talk radio quite a few uh number of years ago, many moons ago man but uh We've been holding it down, man. We've been pretty consistent. I uh, want to send uh, the waters and thank yous out to all all that have supported us over the many years of Blog Talk Radio, man. Uh, big ups to all our listeners, our supporters. And um, shouts out to the 12 tribes scattered worldwide, man, throughout the globe, man. Shouts out to all our brothers and sisters. Uh, whether you affiliated uh, school-wise with us or not, man, you're an Israelite. Um, living day-to-day, man, in this wicked-ass place, uh, trying to get yourself right, uh, trying to adhere to the the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High and the principles of Christ. And shout-out to you, brothers and sisters. Uh, Also, I want to send shots out to uh, my cousin, Devin, man. Chatted up with him a little bit today, man. He's in good spirits. He's doing well working on starting his own um, concrete porn business, man. I hope the Most High blesses his hands and uh, keep him safe, man. So shout out to you because, Mishab, did you send the link out yet?
3: If you have not, I did this morning. I sent out this morning. I sent out this morning.
0: Did you? Okay, it is. let me you know.
2: My bag, sir. You so did This Sub was like clockwork, y'all. The water hot. Let me shoot this up. Alright,
0: so uh,
2: let's go ahead and get to it. Uh let's see Matthew chapter six and verse nine. chapter 6 and verse 9 and it reads after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power of and the glory forever. Amen. So this is the prayer we need to be sending up on the daily, y'all, so we can get the hell on up out of this demonic place. Now let's get Psalm chapter 118 and read verse 24 for me, please, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, y'all. Uh I usually come to y'all in the morning, but uh, I had to work this morning, so that's why I'm getting it in this evening. Uh, excuse me. Um, and here shortly, y'all. I'm going to do a little bit of news. And then I'm going to bring a special guest, Mashaba, and He's going to help me with this evening's class entitled Never Wax Pale, Christ and His Passion, Part 3. All right, you got it. Love y'all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Come on, love y'all. Act like you know the Bible. Be like
0: chapter 118
4: be
2: like verse 24 it be like, tell the ain't
4: teaching that woman nothing This is the day which the Lord has made
2: what? Tell them where you at Psalms
4: chapter 118 verse 24 <laughs> This is the day which the Lord has made We will rejoice and be glad in it
2: So good or bad, happy or sad The most High brought you to He'll bring you through it And you will come out better On the other side because of it, y'all Please believe me. All right, y'all. If it's your first time tuning into the show, we are the people of the book, the Hebrew Israelites. We've proven this extensively, and we continue to prove it through uh, biblical sources, historical sources. I mean, you name it, we we bring the proof. Like it tells us in First um, Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-one: "Prove all things, man." We hang our hat on proving all things, and it says also says, hold on to that which is good. And the thing we know is good, which is loosely referred to, and I don't have any objections with this, this uh, aka, it goes by the good book. I have no objections with that, because it is, in fact, a very good book, and it is a book of instructions, a book of practicalities. A beautiful book, man, that everybody wants to claim for themselves. But it only was written for one people by one people. And that people being a so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans that are scattered throughout the four corners of the globe, specifically here in the Western Hemisphere, a.k.a. as the Israelites, man. Yes, we are indeed. I know people don't know us. The world doesn't know us as Israelites, but we are, in fact, the people of the book, man. So I do about an hour of news, carrying events, sometimes get on the soapbox, and then I go into the class, man. And like I told you, I have a special guest. Michelle was coming up to join me in the second hour. It might be a little bit sooner, actually, because I don't have a lot of news because uh, I was kind of pressed for time, man. It's been a very busy day. Anyway, let's dive into uh some of these stories. I'm guessing that uh our is not joining us this evening. I'm not sure she
4: could be that
2: story She's uh under the weather. How's the you uh... Okay. Making dinner, all right. All right, uh like I said, Far Kai is not feeling the best, y'all. She thinks she might have the cocoa, uh, which leads me to my first article, y'all. Let, me let you read this, Bobby, y'all. And speaking of which, man, I hope everybody is healthy, man. I hope everybody's healthy. hope everybody is safe. And I want to say, uh, the water, man, thank y'all for sending up prayers for the sister Abadiah. The sister's doing much better, and she had COVID. Um, and I think she told me she was down for like a week or so. Um, and it she had a terrible cough, and it was really affecting her respiratory system. Um, she was struggling to breathe. So here we are again, y'all. One more again, one more go around. Um, if y'all have forgotten the recipe, Covid cocktail seems like it's about to be in full effect again. I know I've been I've been on the cocktail for about the last three days, man. Cause I got wind of this new wave coming around. I'm like, man, let me let me tighten up. The covid cocktail consists of half cup of OJ, oregano oil. Following the instructions on the bottle. I believe it's like four drops. That's like the main component in this recipe. So you got the oregano oil, peppermint oil. The peppermint is essential for um respiratory system to open up your lungs, your airways. As a matter of fact, uh I suggested to the sister of a diet that she get a brown paper bag and throw a couple drops in the bag, you know, to a tolerance level and put the bag over her uh, mouth and nose, and inhale and exhale. It would be like her giving a, um, having a breathing treatment, but a natural breathing treatment instead of all the other uh, foreign medicines that Esau recommends when you're having breathing issues. Uh, yeah, but the peppermint is essential for uh, your respiratory system. Uh, that's in the COVID cocktail. Also, the garlic, another uh, main ingredient, uh, what else was we putting in the? Oh, the buffered vitamin C, man. So vitamin C is essential um, for boosting your immune system, man. And uh, something I've been putting in mind here lately, man, cayenne pepper, man. Cayenne pepper is excellent for uh, blood flow. Blood flow and energy, man. It's also amino acid. Um, and you could throw some ginger in there, too, uh, if you're having – Stomach issues. Ginger uh, calms down the digestive system. So uh, that's pretty much it. Now I know there was a few more things I would put in there, man, but those are the main the main ingredients for the COVID cocktail. So let's go ahead and get into this story, Labia. You ready? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Tell them where you read it from.
4: ABCnews.go.com. Go. Com. COVID hospitalizations increased for six consecutive weeks, but still at historic lows. Hospitalizations rose 18.8% during the week ending August 19th to 15067.
2: And when is this article from?
4: It's on August the 29th, of 2023 at 1.14 p.m.
2: What's today's date? Oh, so it's from
4: today.
2: All right, what does it say? Keep reading.
4: COVID hospitalizations are continuing to increase in the United States, according to data updated Monday from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hospitalization rose for the sixth consecutive week, this time by 18.8% during the week ending August 9th, to 15,067, similar to levels seen in April of this year. However, COVID metrics remain at historic lows. Public health experts have said Hospitalization numbers this week are about 2.5 times lower compared to the same time last year, and about 5.5 times lower compared to this week in 2021. Additionally, hospitalization during the peak of the Omicron wave in winter 2021-22 stood at more than 150,000.
2: Man, and uh, I've had both of them, y'all. So I don't know if y'all remember. uh, The first wave came out 2020, and I believe uh, I got COVID that – I think it was April when I got COVID. Me and Arkaya had it at the same time. Yeah, me and Archie had around the same time, man. So that was the first wave. Um, and that one, to me, was more severe. It was more severe because I was having uh, the chest pains. I couldn't breathe. It felt like, like an elephant was sitting on my chest. I had low energy and, uh, man, the, the body aches. The body aches and that damn headache. It was horrible. But that one lasted for about seven that After about seven days, man, I was, I was good. I was good after about seven. It took me about two weeks to get back to 100%. Um, but those symptoms were worse. Um, but that damn Omicron, oh, my goodness. That one I hated. The duration of that one was long as hell. And it was weird because the symptoms weren't all that bad. The symptoms was the symptoms of that of a common cold or, like, you were having some sinus or allergy issues. So a lot of uh, mucus, um, a lot of um, headache, like you had a sinus headache, uh, but little body chills here and there, but I could breathe, man. I could breathe. I never lost my uh, taste or smell, um, smell or uh, taste with either one of them i all praise to the Most High for that one. Um, but the damn Omicron, man, it just hung out. You know, I had it uh, for a couple of days. I'd be down. And then, you know, my energy level would come back. And I'd be, you know, functioning almost back to normal for a couple of days. And then I'd be feeling like crap again and be in the bed. And this cycle continued, man, for like maybe two weeks. Maybe, maybe longer than that. It seemed like it was forever, man, but... Like I said, the Omicron, the symptoms weren't as severe, but it just wouldn't go away, man. Crap lasts forever. And um, it was then and I realized, man, that this whole COVID thing, man, if we haven't realized this by now, it's a part of life. This, This is like the flu right now. And the crazy part of it is I think it was just two weeks ago, maybe longer, When they uh, officially announced the end of the pandemic, (laughs) that's crazy. But I'm reminded of what the brother Nagaha told me back when all of it broke out. Shouts out to the brother Nagaha. He was still in the military, and he was getting information that it was going to be different strands of this particular virus. He told me way back in 2020. He said, "Man, they gonna have different strands." This is what I overheard. The brother, yeah, like the flu. The brother was right on point with that one, man. So let's get uh, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three. You got that? Mm-hmm. Read
0: really. it.
4: 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. For so when they shall say, peace and safety.
2: They're going to say what?
4: Peace and safety. Oh, the
2: pandemic is over.
4: Peace and safety. You ain't got to wear a mask no more. Peace and safety.
2: <laughs> when they say peace and safety, all is well. Read.
4: Then sudden destruction. What's
2: around the corner?
4: Sudden destruction. Gird
2: up, y'all. It ain't over it ain't over read
4: sudden destruction cometh upon them
2: mm-hmm.
4: as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape
2: so it's telling us we need to be prepared man don't listen to what our enemy says when he says it's, it's peace and safety the pandemic is over you ain't got nothing to worry about you better keep your your guards up like the scriptures tell us it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, speaking who he must destroy. He's walking around. He's roaming. He's trying to catch somebody tripping, man. And we know our adversary is definitely Esau, the so-called white man. That is a fact. All right, let's get the next one. Where I want to go. Oh, this one right here. Y'all probably heard about this one. Uh, This is the aftermath of it. Uh, It ain't over yet, but read that.
4: From cbsnews.com. Is that it? Yep. FedEx fires black delivery driver who said he was attacked by white father and son.
2: He was attacked by white father and son. He was, in fact, attacked by them. And I believe the original story happened in, I think this happened in January or March or something. It says what, 2022? Oh, it happened last year. Okay. So this brother now is suing FedEx because they fired him. From my understanding, he was, uh um, the water, right? you put this in the universe and it came back, huh? That's what I'm reading, Mashaba. The water for that, um.
3: Yeah, so the brother. I wasn't trying. I was, I wasn't trying to interrupt the, the 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 talk about Tuesday. I was trying to get down the low. My bad.
2: Hey, no, but it's all good. The water. That was a, a quick turnaround, man. Um, so the brother was fired. FedEx fired him. He's got a lawyer now. He's suing FedEx. And what's crazy about it was they fired the brother when he was out on workman's comp leave matter of fact, we finished reading the article about you.
4: A FedEx delivery driver who said two white men shot at and chased him in Mississippi in 2022 has now been fired from his job. He and his attorney said Monday, I honestly feel disrespected, the former driver, Martirio Gibson, 25, told the Associated Press shortly after he received an email from FedEx about his termination.
2: The brother said he felt disrespected. <laughs> like any, any of us would, man. That is
0: disrespectful.
2: He was out, like a son working work common. He was getting, like, only a third of his damn salary anyway. And you would think some clowns would have been like, you know, let me, let's fully compensate this brother for pain and suffering, for all the stuff that he's been through, you know, because if he wasn't working for us, this never would have happened to him in the first damn place. But Esau don't think like that. We don't.
4: Meredith Miller, manager of Global Network Communications for FedEx, confirmed Monday that Mr. Gibson is no longer employed at FedEx, but did not respond to other questions from AT. A Mississippi judge on August seventeenth cited police errors in declaring a mistrial for the father and son. Charged in
2: the attack. They, they declared a what?
4: A mistrial.
2: So the dude and, and his daddy, his pappy, go to court, and the um, the police, from what I heard, messed the evidence up, mm-hmm. and they declared a damn mistrial. Mm-hmm. Mississippi, man, listen. I ain't trying to... Uh, no salt in the womb of brothers, because you can't can't control where you were born at. But, man, I don't know how brothers is uh, living. And I ain't trying to say the rest of the country is no better. (laughs) But every, every person I know, every brother I know, sister I know from Mississippi, they hate the hell out of Mississippi. And they got stories about Mississippi. And they would tell you don't go to Mississippi. I really don't, I don't know how our people is still messing around in Mississippi, man. I don't I don't get that one. Like I said, you can't you can't control where you were born at and it, it the rest of the country ain't no damn better. But when I think of Mississippi, I just automatically think of crosses burning. Cheats, War on Esau's Head, the movie Mississippi Burning. Anything dealing with segregation, lynching, and killing niggas, I automatically think about Mississippi, man. Like Mississippi is the poster child for black, Hispanic, and Native American oppression, brutality, and murder. You know, they... they you know, the all those lynching uh, pictures that we see, they might as well have on the picture, like, at the bottom in the uh, small print sponsored by Mississippi. Because I ain't like, when I think of this stuff, I think of Mississippi just automatically. And that ain't true. That's not true, man. Because, I got to do more research. I'm going to put this together, y'all, because... I see this every time, almost every time I go to work, because we go back and forth to uh, the valley a lot. And I was telling my family about it, man. All the damn cotton fields I see, 37. I mean, it is like loads and loaves of cotton all throughout uh, going down 37, all the way down to damn uh, to McAllen, man. Cotton fields for days, and this is the harvest season. So I see that all the cotton curled up in those big uh, yellow barrels. You'll see it off the side of the highway. But uh, when I seen him, I'm like, wow. Which which just goes to show that they had is a car that travel. Is a car who loosely refers to as Mexican down there picking cotton as well as us. Like I say, I'm gonna do some research and put all put it all together and bring it out, man. But the the proof is what I see off the highway, man. Anyway, going back to this story, his brother's fired uh, from his job. Continue with the uh, the article, Javier. Yeah.
4: So it says a uh, Mississippi judge on October 17 cited police errors in declaring a mistrial for the father and son charged in the attack. A detective testified about failing to give prosecutors and defense attorneys a copy of a videotaped police interview with Gibson.
0: You
2: hear this man? It's like damn you you go to trial and you're looking for some some justice, and the whole system <laughs> is against you. <laughs> the whole thing is rigged. The whole thing is rigged, man. And they declare a mistrial. Rito.
4: Carlos Moore, an attorney who has represented Gibson in a civil lawsuit, provided AT with a copy of the email Gibson received from FedEx on Monday. It said Gibson's employment was terminated July 26th, and the company attempted to deliver a letter and documents to him about the termination July 31st. What? Read that again. Gibson employment was terminated July 26th.
2: July 26th, he was terminated.
4: And the company attempted to deliver a letter and documents to him about the termination July 31st. Wow. Let me get it by email.
2: Wow. Email. I hope we really listening to this, man. This is how we get treated across the board. And this is just the stuff that's coming out. What about all the incidents of this type of dealing, these type of dealings that go on nationwide that we don't even hear about, man? What about the, the stuff that may have happened to some of us behind closed doors that, left, uh, that, that uh, resulted in us getting terminated? We don't be really thinking about this stuff, man, how that race plays a very important role in in the decisions that be made concerning us, man. We don't?
4: It says FedEx fired Gibson because he did not accept a part-time, non-courier job that the company offered in mid-July.
2: Ah, they did that old trick. Tried to make him go back to work. <laughs> Because in their mind, we ain't paying this nigga for sitting around doing nothing. you going to have to take some type of job. Reno? You know?
4: Moore said, adding that he did not know whether the company gave Gibson a deadline to accept. They can't tell me when I should be ready to come back, Gibson said. Workers' comp therapy. Uh, work time therapy, trouble sleeping. Gibson said he has been on workers' compensation leave at about one-third of his pay shortly after he reported the attack to police in Brookhaven, Mississippi, on the night it allegedly happened, January 24, 2022.
2: And they gave his brother only a third of his pay, and they want him to go back to work and take a, a part-time position. Because, like I said, in their mind, they ain't paying this nigga just to sit at home and do nothing and just really uh, downplaying his trauma. Like, man, I got shot at. And then it's crazy. I don't know if it says in this article, but the stuff I ran across concerning this incident talked about how UPS had this brother delivering packages and some type of unmarked uh, van. It was like a Hertz van or something. Some they rented from a a rental car place, and they, they really set this brother up for failure. And this brother ran for his life. He escaped. He escaped, but got ended up getting wounded. And you don't think this brother's traumatized, man? And you want to send him back to work? But this just goes to show us, man, what they think about us. It's like, if y'all, I don't know if y'all have ever seen uh, School Days. Not School Days. Um, Mookie. Mookie. Um, do the, Do, the right thing. Thing. Do the right thing. Y'all remember the segment in which uh, they were they were all these racial slants they were saying. They was talking about you gold chain, best three hundred and sixty degrees basketball, dunking, hit two spade, Moulin, Y'all go to bleep back to Africa. And I'm reminded of that because I remember Ice Cube on one of his songs, Sample Daddy, he said, here's what they think about you. <laughs> here's what they think about you. That's what really what they think about us, man. I don't know if y'all know this. This is what they actually think about us. And there's countless information out now, especially in the healthcare that shows how they downplay our pain. But they always have downplayed our pain thinking that we don't feel like we're we're just um, numb to pain, man. Like, we don't experience the same things that everybody else experiences when it comes to pain and suffering, man. But we do. We don't.
4: Gibson was not injured in the shooting or chase, but said Monday that he has been in therapy to deal with anxiety, because of it. He said he still has trouble sleeping. Braden's case and his father Gregory case are charged with attempted first degree murder, conspiracy conspiracy and shooting into the vehicle driven by Gibson. Prosecutors said they intend to schedule a new trial for the two men who remain out on bond. A court official said the judge's docket is full through December. Wow,
2: but these these <laughs> murderers on bond, and I say murderers, man. This ain't the first time they did something like this. This is not the first time they did something like this. Think... Father and some duo. They they didn't they didn't have a lot of uh, nigger outings. <laughs> Shoot a nigger. This is not their first time. Let's get uh. Give Mark thirteen and thirteen.
4: Mark chapter thirteen, verse thirteen. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake.
2: This is Christ speaking, telling us that we were going to be hated of all men. In, the, in, the, in another gospel, which says all nations, for his name's sake, man. We're going to be hated because of who we are, because we God's chosen people. Also, we have to fulfill the book. Is that it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Read it again. It
4: says, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved.
2: And this is where we are right now, y'all. We have to endure being here in this captivity, and we can't forget, we ain't the victims. We are not the victims, man. We are the perpetrator indeed, and this is our punishment. Like I said, we have to fulfill the book. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want verse uh, 25.
4: Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten. Who's going to cause us to be what? The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten. The
2: the brother that got shot by Esau.
4: The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten.
2: These curses are real, man. But the Most High is causing this. Now, why is the Most High doing this to us? Matter of fact, hold that and jump up to verse fifteen. Let's read it in context. When so people won't say, "What how the probably you twisting stuff?" God is love. You know all the Christian talk.
4: Read this. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, verse fifteen. But it shall come to pass. If thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all His commandments and His statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee.
2: All these curses was gonna come upon us and overtake us. The curse is not a good thing. It's the cause of it in the first place, we won't listen. And this is consistent with our people, man. You talk about black and brown people. This is the one thing we known for, man. We won't listen. And it's crazy. You can see this in your child. <laughs> How damn hard-haired are your kids? They don't listen. They think they know every damn thing, man. As little black and brown children. This is our nation as a whole, man. We got all the answers. Can't nobody tell us nothing until something bad happens. Until something bad happened, now we want to talk. Now we want to listen. Now conversation has to be held. But the whole time I was running around doing me, I ain't want to listen to nothing. We are definitely the people of the Bible, man. If we're not the Israelites, there are none. There are no Israelites in the world. Now jump back to verse 25.
4: The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. hmm thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth.
2: And the Most High scatters us through all the kingdoms of the earth. he told us wherever we went, man, we were going to be going through these curses, man. So this is not something special. This is not something that's unique that pertains to a few of us. It pertains to all of us as a whole, man. I just want to bring this out, man, to show us that this is why these things be happening to brothers, man. It ain't just a coincidence. It ain't just regular old racism. This is the hand of the Most High, man, all his people, trying to get his people in order. All right, let's get the next one. Hold on, you I got a lot of stuff open. All right, here we go. All right, tell me what you're reading from.
4: org. You're not welcome here. Dave Santos booed at visual for Jacksonville shooting victims. Updated August the 28th, 2023 at 9.59 p.m.
2: So I don't know if y'all heard about this. Some Edomite went to a Valley General, was it? I'm telling you. General in the Hood. In Florida, what? It was in Jacksonville, right?
0: Yeah,
2: Florida. Our old storming ground, right, <laughs> shop. Man, I was surprised when we went to Jacksonville, too. It is so many Judites in Jacksonville. It
0: is a
3: lot. Real- con, Con, says it, it's, it's, it's one of the most dangerous places in America now.
2: Con, I, con and it, you said now.
3: I could have sworn it
2: was back then, too.
3: God, God,
2: God. Big city, y'all. A lot of Judites there, man. A lot of good people in Jacksonville. I had a a good time there seeing a lot of black folks. They they kept mistaking me for somebody. (laughs) I forgot who it was, but apparently this dude played football and had dreadlocks, and I looked like him. (laughs) Cool brothers and sisters out there, though, man. Jacksonville but one of the dangerous cities, most dangerous cities in America where this shooting happened. Read on an article.
4: Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was booed and heckled on Sunday while attending a prayer vigil, vigil in Jacksonville for the three victims killed in what authorities say was a racially motivated attack at a local Dollar General. DeSantis, a Republican presidential candidate, and his wife, were among those who gathered in Jacksonville's Grand Park neighborhood to commemorate the victims of the Saturday shooting.
2: Ain't, ain't that a mockery? <laughs> Remember, y'all, this is the same governor that's trying to get the teachers down there to write in the history books about black people benefiting from slavery. This is the same cat. He had the audacity, he had the gall to show up at an incident concerning us at the hands of his counterparts, his people, because I think he's a Spaniard, y'all. He had the audacity to show up and try to act like he's with us. When you're putting legislation out to make people forget about us and forget about the atrocities that we went through, that we suffered, under the hands of your, of, of your like, under the hands of your ancestors, man, it's still suffering. And you gonna show up? Like everything is everything. We do
4: But not everyone was pleased that the governor was there. As are the you San- damn
2: right. We do
4: As the Santa's approached the podium to speak, some people in the crowd began to boo.
2: <laughs> you know what should have happened?
0: Two chops to the throat.
1: Two
2: chops to the damn throat. That's what should have
4: happened. One person yelled out, you're not welcome here. Later, someone shouted, your policies caused this.
2: No doubt. Whoever said that was on point. Your policies caused this, fool. When the white boy came to the hood to shoot up, a Dollar General. Why you even go to, to your neighborhood and shoot shoot your people up? Like I said, this this has been coming with all this anti-blackness for quite some time, and he's inspired all his other people, all his other countrymen. He ain't going to show up like he ain't did nothing. Read on.
4: According to the to videos of the event, as Governor DeSantis has loosened the state's gun laws and curbed efforts to teach black history in public schools. Hmm. The contest attempted to continue speaking, mentioning that the state was looking at identifying funds to Gloucester security at Edward Waters University, a nearby historically black school that the gunmen visited hours before attacking the dollar general.
2: Oh, so he did doing do nothing at the school, huh? No. how they know he went there?
4: He, I think he had, uh, he had like his whole itinerary on the website, like as far as what he was. Oh. Read on. But as the booze and heckling grew louder, Desantos stopped talking mid-sentence. Jacksonville comes to woman, you Kobe. So
2: hold on, he had to pack his stuff up and go. He had to pack his stuff up and leave because they was heckling so tough, man. I was glad to hear about this, man. I was glad to hear our people standing up. Before you read the rest of this, use Genesis chapter 49. And let's start at verse 9.
4: Genesis chapter 49, verse
2: 9. Judah is a lion's wealth. Judah is a lion's wealth. Cockering lion of Judah, man. That's the symbol for the, for the Judites, the conquering lion.
4: Read. That's Mm. Mm-hmm. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He crossed as a lion.
2: Lion. as a lion, and when they say he stooped down, <laughs> this is the Judites. This is the so-called black black brothers. Just. Becoming unconscious, becoming docile, like an old lion, just laying around taking naps. And this is what our people have become, man. Specifically, the, the tribe of Judah. And I'm I'm gonna tell you why I'm talking about Judah in, in particular right here, Rito.
4: He counts, counts as a lion and as an old lion. As an
2: old lion, laying around farting, taking naps. <laughs> And and uh, having intercourse. That's what old lions do, man. I forgot this, the uh, the statistics or the information about lions, but they said that they have a lot of intercourse throughout the day. <laughs> so they're just having sex and taking naps. Read on.
4: Who shall rouse him up?
2: Who shall what?
4: Rouse him up.
2: Who shall rouse him up? This is what we waiting on, y'all. We're waiting for the tribe of Judah to fully wake up and get locked in so we can get the hell on, man. Read verse 8. Verse 8.
4: Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Y'all see? <laughs> and,
2: and this is what, this is what all, all of us do. All the other tribes praise Judah. We're looking at Judah to see what Judah's doing. Y'all remember, take it back, man, to the the, uh, the turbulent 60s, the Black Panther Party. And then shortly after the Black Panther Party, you had what? The Brown Berets, which was the, 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 the uh, Hispanic tribes gathering in, fighting for equality and freedom. Following the leader who, though? Judah. <laughs> Following the leader Judah, man. Then you had uh, Tay take he him, him, and his campaign for equality, for to be a revolutionary, a revolutionist. But where he get it from? The Panthers.
0: <laughs> Everybody
2: wait on Judah to see what Judah's gonna do, man. This is why when I was reading, I'm like, man, look at Judah, standing up, man, standing up, rising up, shutting his politician down. But it was short-lived. Read on in the article, please, love y'all.
4: Jacksonville, so, but as the booze and heckling grew louder, DeSantis stopped talking mid-sentence. Jacksonville Councilwoman Jacoby Pittman stepped in and addressed the crowd.
2: So, black woman, steps in, addressed the crowd. You would think she'd be in solidarity with the crowd. Like, yeah, get his ass out of here. But no three.
4: Put parties aside, Pigman said. A bullet don't know a party.
2: Woman. What what rally are you at? It ain't got nothing to do about no damn political parties. Leave it to our people to always side with the enemy. Take up for Whitey. You know, it would have been worse if uh DeSantis was a, a woman. Because you know how our people will put on cape, boots, arm themselves to defend a a crime white woman or a white woman that's being taken advantage of. (laughs) Oh, Karen. (laughs) She stood up and took over this dude, man. This is something that, that affects our community as a whole. Your community and your people is mad. They should be mad, rightly so, man. It's these old church going niggas. God is love. The scriptures tell us in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to hate. Chapter two, I believe it is. There's a time for war. There's a time. For, there's a time for everything under the heavens. It says, our, our people always
0: oh, let's be peaceful.
2: Man, sometimes you got to rise up. Sometimes you got to stand up for your people. Cause I'm sure all the people that just crack and kill, they ain't worried about no damn political party. They were not worried about no political parties. They was trying to make it home from damn Dollar General, which is they put in every ghetto the cheapest damn uh, store. Dollar General, where you can go get the dollar this and dollar that for the low low. Cause we living in what oppression. And your little boot-licking ass is going to stand up and take up for the ones that's oppressing us. This is our people, man. Like I said, we the people of the book ain't none. Cause it's been done countless times. Ain't nothing new under the sun, man. I was going over my class Thursday about how the Israelites uh, joined hands with the heathen during the time of the Maccabees and wanted to have, open up a place of exercise and call themselves Antiochians. Under, uh, under the name of Antiochus Epiphanes Nothing new man Nothing new Alright y'all This is all the uh, Was it more to that article
0: Yeah
2: Okay read read with the rest of the stuff The The uh, <clears throat> The so, K Crusader had to say
4: just put Parties aside said, A bullet don't know a party <laughs> The uh, Sanchez office did not respond to a request for comment on Monday.
2: You bet your ass they didn't.
4: The governor's office directed one million toward campus security at Edward Waters University, and one hundred thousand to support the families of the three shooting victims. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
2: that that could never restore us, man. It's supposed to be their form of uh, low and reparations or something. <laughs> come on, man! Stop anyway, y'all, I'm gonna take a brief intermission, and we're gonna come back on the other side of this break uh with Brother Mashaba, and we're gonna break down the uh the time of crisis uh death and his resurrection, so y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, we are. Back. What's up, y'all? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right let's get into it to it. Right. What we doing all right,
3: all right. All
0: right.
2: All right. All right. <laughs> let's let's hold, hold on. Right. Hold on. Wait. 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 Let's bring you in properly. out.
0: All right, all right, all right.
1: You're going to (laughs) learn (laughs) today.
3: Shalom, 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 shalom. Yes, yeah, salaam, shalom, shalom. Hey, uh uh just, just a quick reminder, uh, for everybody who might be listening through the web browser or if you uh listening live through uh through the call in, um, the chat room is up. All right. If you go to uh W com, pull the web page up. Especially if especially are going through your web browser, pull the web page up, go to the search box, type in Mashaba M A S H A H B A. It's gonna bring you to our episode page. Um uh once you get to the episode page, uh Hit um uh on air, I'll say on air live, hit the the, the the play button and you'll also see where the chat room is up. All right, you also see where the chat room is definitely up. Um I had posted a lot of stuff from uh past Post events Vincent we just did, but <laughs> for whatever reason they just all got erased. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All good. All right. All right. I, I'm on here, too. It's all good. I cool, brother. Where are we going first?
3: All right, all right. And dealing with the the, uh, the, the birth of Christ, all right? um, I'm, I'm trying to make this, like, as concise as possible. Um, you let me know, you know what we're working with. Uh, first off, I'd like to go just just trying to get streamlined because I know I can draw things out. If we go to 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 3 through 4. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 3 through 4.
2: You said chapter 15?
3: Verses 3 through 4, yes.
2: 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, in verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. 5 verse 4. And and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures.
3: All right, cool. So I just want to uh, get this established and show that, you know, Paul came back and said that that Christ, that he, he taught that, um, uh, according, to, according to the scriptures that Christ did die for our sins and that even according to the scriptures that he rose again the third day all right so they know this is definitely after um, uh, Christ's crucifixion Christ's death and the resurrection that Paul is testifying to let us know that Christ um, had rose again the third day now this third day is gonna be very important for us all right the third day is gonna be very important we want to keep, keep note of that from there And we go to St. John, chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. St. John, chapter 2, 18 through 22.
2: St. John, chapter 2, and verse 18. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign sheweth thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it
3: up. And we're going to be through verse 22. Oh, my bad.
2: Verse 20. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou wear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said.
3: All right, cool. So uh, again, we have Christ given a, um, a foreshadowing or prophecy uh, in an allegory form. And I know that uh, the brother Tazza Five went over; he did a, a class about allegories and, and metaphors, how, how the Most High speaks. But he here he gave a parable, an allegory, a metaphor uh about the temple being destroyed, and in three days it' gonna be risen back up uh and our people being the very uh verbatim uh literal uh people that we that we have a tendency to be, we thought he was being again literal in this case, and he wasn't right and that and the temple being uh being rebuilt in three days, he's referring to his body, referring to himself, and that he would be dead. for three days, that he was going to die and that uh, he would be dead for three days and then he would would, would resurrect. All right. From there, can we please go to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21? Matthew chapter 16 and verse
0: 21.
2: From that time forth began Jesus. she went to shew unto his disciples how that he must go into jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day
3: so now now we have that that in uh saint john chapter two we have where christ gave a a, a prophecy or foreshadowing a prophecy about um he's going to die and after three days he'll be raised again this year now, Matthew chapter 16 is when he's on his way to uh, Jerusalem for the Passover, which was going to the Last Supper. Um, and he's letting them know that, yeah, he's going to have to go to Jerusalem and suffer uh, many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. All right? Let's stay in the book of Matthew and go to Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 and 23.
2: Matthew chapter 17 and verse 22. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be, shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be risen again. And they were exceedingly sorrowful.
3: All right, so we're seeing again now, just one chapter later, that Christ is again prophesying and letting the disciples know, the apostles know, that yes, he's going to have to die. Now, one thing we kind of want to take note of is that, especially in, in Matthew chapter 16, Christ had just asked the disciples who people said, uh, thought he was. Because if we remember, for that three years of Christ's ministry, that part of the time he sent the disciples out two by two into every city that he was going to come into. Um, so he dispersed them. They weren't with him the whole three years uh, while, while he was teaching, but they, they, was, they went to all the different cities within, uh, uh, within the, the land of Israel. So they all came back together, and then Christ is getting a report from them about about their travels, uh, about what was going on, and they, they were telling Christ about all the miracles uh, that they performed and, and their adventures and, and things that happened, and he's getting all these reports from everybody, and then he just asked the disciples after they're like, cool, so who do people say that I am? And he said, well, some people think you're John the Baptist, come back. Well, some people think you're, you're Elijah, come back. Some people think that you're Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And, and, and they were given their, their reasons of why, they, were, why they, they thought these things. And then Christ asked the disciples, well, who do y'all say I am? And they said, thou art the Christ, thou art the Messiah, the, the, son, the son of God. And then Christ told them, see that thou tell no man about that. See that, that, you, that you tell nobody this. And right after that, after the apostles you know, all these accolades and talking about all the miracles and all the things that happened and all the adventures that went down. And, yeah, that Christ definitely is the Messiah. He is the one. Then he drops his bomb on him. Hey, I'm going to have to go, to go to Jerusalem and be betrayed by the elders, by the scribes, by the priests, and by the people. And I'm going to have to put to death. But I'm going to raise again the third day. And after they would be bewildered, Like, hold up. All these miracles we just saw you perform, walking on water, um, walking through walls, healing people the way you was healing people, feeding 10,000 here, 5,000 here, 6,000 here. He said, well, you're going to die. No, they weren't trying to hear that. So now he has to come back again and and, give, and, and warn them again. I'm going to be betrayed into the hands of men. Uh, imagine chapter 17, verse 22. I'm going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They're going to kill me, but I'm going to rise again the third day. And again, the disciples, the apostles were exceedingly sad because like what Todd's been going over, the Israelites were looking for the Savior. We were looking for the Messiah. Um I, for the classes Thomas has been going over excellent classes I just want to add to a little bit that we also were very familiar with the book of Daniel as much as they were we were familiar with all the rest of the scriptures uh, of the Old Testament and the Torah. One thing we were very familiar with was the writings of Daniel because it, it's only in the hmm. book of Daniel where it actually mentions the the word messiah by name the the, the word and the word messiah means anointed it mentions him by name, and that the Messiah was going to come at the end of the fourth kingdom. Now, from, from that time, it was always understood that Daniel, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the elite of Israel that were carried away into Babylon, uh, during time of Nebuchadnezzar. After the Babylonians was the Persian Medes. After the Persian Medes was the Greeks and the Romans. Uh, was the Greeks and then the Romans. That the Romans was the fourth kingdom that was that was uh, referred to in Daniel the second chapter. The fourth king referred to in Daniel the seventh chapter. Um, It was the the there's gonna be the rough goat, uh, and and the and the uh, the other other kingdom coming in Daniel the eighth chapter. So we we were looking for this and know that the Messiah was coming as well as other scriptures. But we were looking for this. So now for Christ to be here during the time of the Roman Empire, um, and He is the Messiah according to their understanding of the scriptures, like like Titus Five uh, was given an understanding about. uh, Judas Iscariot being that assassin, being a zealot, that, cool, it's time to set it off. That the Messiah is here. You are definitely the Messiah. Hey, nobody doing what you're doing with the, with the miracles and the power. The way you're doing this, you got to be the man. you got to be the one. You're going to deliver us from this fourth kingdom because that's even what the prophecies say. But what, we, what wasn't being put together was all the prophecies about how Christ is going to have to suffer. A lot of the, a lot of the Psalms, Psalms chapter 22, Isaiah chapter 52, Isaiah chapter 53. Um, that there was a, a lot of scriptures that did talk about how the Messiah was going to have to suffer and be put to death. That his soul, his spirit won't be left in hell. His soul, his spirit was going, uh, was not going to see his body, was not going to see corruption or, or decompose. That there was a lot of these, these those scriptures that that were not being put together and linked. It's, this is what Christ had to, had to tell us in Matthew chapter 5. Think not. Now come to destroy the law of the prophets. I came not to destroy, but you fulfill. That there's still like until Shiloh come, Israel had to fall first. We and then we we still had to catch the prophecies of, of being uh, carried away in captivity uh, over here to the uh, to a land far off or near that we had to come into uh, to the Americas, our arrest. And there was gonna be here where it was said we're not the children of the Most High, that here will be called the children of the Most High. So there was still a lot of prophecies that had to take place. So our the apostles are are very upset. Uh, hearing that hold on what you mean you got to die what you mean you that, that that you can be killed that's not our understanding of what the Messiah's supposed to be doing but we're seeing where all this had to happen uh but so we go to matthew chapter 12 now and verse uh 38 through 40 matthew chapter 12 verses 38 through 40
2: matthew chapter 12 Verse 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, We would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the earth, in, I'm sorry, in the heart of the earth.
3: So the Pharisee, the Sadducees, wanted Christ to perform a miracle, like, like, like he was a, a, a some David Blaine type of, 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 of individual, whatever, uh, trying to, and, and almost trying to mock him. And he said, look, only an evil and adulterous generation sees up to a sign. That for all the teachings that, that I've done, for all the understanding I'm giving you all, Y'all still looking for signs? Y'all still looking for me to do tricks and and wonders? That ain't going to happen. Only evil people are going to look for that. The only sign that's going to be given, though, is the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the well's belly, uh, verse uh, verse 40, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He's going to be dead for three days and three nights. From there, let's pick up with Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. Once again, Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4.
2: Matthew chapter 16 and verse 1. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and, tempting, desired him that he would shew them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When is it even? Ye say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seek a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed.
3: So Christ was very aware of the hypocrisy uh, of the Pharisee and the, Pharisee. Supposed, to the, experts, um, the supposed to be the experts at the law, supposed to be the experts at God and, and, and understanding spiritual things, but how literal they took things, how verbatim they took things um, in order to work their little loopholes in the law or whatever. He said, look, again, I just dealt with y'all in Galilee about signs and and." and how only a wicked generation seeks for signs. Now I'm here in Jerusalem, and it's the same thing. Only a wicked generation looks for signs. Like, now you need just proof all of a sudden. Like, now I better do something for you right now to prove to you right now that I'm the son of God, that that, that, that the High sent me. The only sign that's going to be given is that uh, there's going to be the sign of the prophet Jonas, and then Christ turned his back and walked away. That I'm not going to sit here and go through changes for you down to prove to you that what you're doing is wrong, and that the Messiah is with me. All the good that's going on, I forget that, and forget y'all also. Y'all ain't worth my time when it comes to that. The only sign's gonna be given though is the sign of the Prophet Jonas. All right. From there, let's go to Luke chapter eleven, verse thirty.
2: Luke chapter eleven, verse thirty. For as Jonas was assigned unto the the Nibbunites, so shall also the son of man be to this generation.
3: So again, I just want to get get this again also. Therefore, as Jonas was assigned unto the Ninevites, so shall the son of man be to this generation. And again, so what was the sign of Jonah to Ninevites? That he was in the well of the bell for that three days and for three nights. Now, the reason we, we, what I'm trying to establish here, hopefully that I've been able to do that with the help of Brother Tyler is to show that three days um, was going to be the sign given of how long Christ is going to be in the earth, how long Christ is going to be dead. Now, many of us have been taught that, and we, we understand Easter Sunday, but then they also call it Good Friday, that supposedly Christ died on Good Friday. Why, why this, if Christ died on, on Friday, that'd be good, but Suppose he died on Good Friday and he rose Easter Sunday. Well, we're going to do a little bit of math. Before we get there, though, we need to do just a few things real quick. Let's go to Mark chapter 15, verses 33 and 34.
2: Mark chapter 15, verse 33. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabbatana, which is being interpreted my God, My God, why has Thou forsaken me?
3: Cool. So now we have the crucifixion. Christ already probably I, I, I'm not going to get all the details about that. Um, we, we've been over that already. And talked about, did an excellent job on, on that class already, also about the crucifixion and and, and the events of the crucifixion, how the, the physician analyzed uh, what Christ went through, and just how how excruciating it was, and how. how um, I also did, did a series of, about. The, the mindset of Christ. Uh, and in that series, we, we, we went deep also into what type of things Christ went through and what type of mindset he had to take. And just what he was going through on a human level and having to suffer those things uh, before actually being tortured to death. All right. So now he's actually on the cross. Um, and it was about the sixth hour. Uh, from the sixth hour up to the ninth hour all right? And then and within the, in the ninth, so that's a three-hour period, and in the ninth hour, uh, he, he cried out, oh, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That, that's just a testament of what type of real physical anguish, real physical emotions, real physical trauma, real physical pain Christ was going through. That he wasn't using his an, angelic power to, to not have to feel the pain. And I had to go through uh, what he had to go through, he had, he had to feel every last ounce of that anguish and not use his own power to, uh, to stop it, to, 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 to get out of it. He had to go ahead and go through it. Let's get on to verse 37, please. Uh, Mark chapter 15, verse 37.
0: Verse
2: 37.
3: And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. So we understand this was within the ninth hour. Within right. the ninth hour of Christ being hung on that cross after being whipped, beaten, the, uh, uh, having to carry that cross, it falling on him, being nailed to the cross the way he was nailed to it, um, the crown of thorns being nailed into his head, uh, uh, the spit, that people were spitting in his face, they ripped his beard off, um, and then looking at him dead in his eye and saying, you killed others, why don't you kill yourself? If, if you get off that cross right now, I believe in you to Christ. Give us a sign. Show us a sign. You know, Almost like that DMX song. Lord, give me a sign. Show me that you're with me. Get off that cross and I will believe it's really you. So just mocking and, 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 and you know who our people are. This is black people. This is black people. Mm-hmm. This is our people talking junk, talking pure junk, trying to instigate him to do something. All right? So the ninth hour, he cries out and he gives up the, gives up the ghost. Now I'm going to read this part real quick. Uh, from the, I'm reading from the Encyclopedia of Biblical, Theological, and Ecclesiastical Literature. It's a, it's a Bible encyclopedia. Right, it's a Bible Encyclopedia, and I'm reading about the ninth hour service. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read this real quick. So the ninth hour. Hmm. The ninth hour is the technical term for a divine service celebrated in in some Christian churches. Uh, uh, canonical hours were introduced at an early period. The first of these was was uh, Marintha, the morning service, about daybreak. The second at 9 o'clock, uh, called uh, uh, Tertia or third hour, the third at the 12 o'clock being the noonday service, the ninth hour service following at 3 in the afternoon. So I just want to get this established that it's understood that the ninth hour is 3 in the afternoon, all right? The ninth hour is 3 in the afternoon. So the sixth hour would have been 12 noon. The sixth hour, if we go from sunset you come or sunrise, you go six hours, You've got noon. Go another three hours. It'd be about 3 p.m. So Christ died about 3 p.m. I hope we got that established. I hope that's there. Now from there, we're gonna go to uh, Matthew chapter 28 verse 1. We're gonna to the look at Matthew chapter 28 verse 1. Now what we're gonna start, we're gonna get to, is I know a lot of people already know. We know he died in three days. We got that. We know that. Yeah, we got that. And, yeah, it was Good Friday, and he rose on Sunday, and that's why we do the Easter eggs, and even though that's the ostrich and, and, and fertility goddess and everything, but it's for the kids, so it's all good. Well, we're going to keep reading this Bible, and like we do, prove all things, let's, let's do some math. All right, let's do some math. Let's get some of this practical knowledge. Let's get Matthew chapter 28, verse 1.
2: Matthew chapter 28 and verse 1.
3: In the end of the
2: Sabbath, as it began to draw toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre.
3: So we know Christ was, 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 was uh, he was on the cross, he died, they took him down, and they buried him. Right? We got that, we know that. We got that understood. Now, here it is, the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre where they had buried Christ. So here it is. The end of the Sabbath. And we know the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, which will be so-called Friday sundown. All right. Um Friday Sundown is already fast before, before I get it up. The first day of the week being Sunday. Let me just keep it keep it like that. The first day of the week being Sunday. All right. It's early Sunday morning. They're coming to the to the uh, to the tomb, to the sepulchre, and Christ is already risen. Early Sunday morning before the sun comes up. All right? So we're not disputing Sunday. That's not the dispute. We understand it was Sunday before the sun came up, early morning, before the sun came up, Sunday, um, what today we call Sunday morning. All right? Let's go to, uh, that was Matthew 28 and verse 1. Let's get Mark chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 and 2.
2: Mark chapter sixteen and verse one. And when the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. Let me keep going.
3: Yeah, verse two also.
2: Yeah, verse one and two. Verse two. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun.
3: So here it is again, the first day of the week, early in the morning, before the sun came up, as it's coming up, they're at the sepulchre. They're at uh, the tomb where they buried Christ, right? And we're going to find out he was already risen. But this is early Sunday morning, the first day of the week. Early Sunday, the first day of the week. Let's get Luke chapter 24. Uh, We're going to read verses one through 8 Luke chapter 24 verses 1 through
0: 8 you know what
3: I take it back before we get that let's get St. John chapter 20 verse 1 then we'll come back to Luke let's get St. John chapter 20 verse 1 and then we'll come back to Luke St. John chapter 20,
2: verse one, and John chapter 20 and verse 1 the first day of the week Cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre. See, it the stone taken away from the sepulchre.
3: Okay, so again, here we have. All right, cool. So here we have uh, St. John chapter twenty, verse one. It's the first day of the week. Cometh Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark onto the sepulchre and see if the stone is taken away from the sepulchre. And now we're establishing, like everybody does know, that Christ was risen already by Sunday morning before the sun came up, Christ had already risen from the dead. All right, Christ had already risen from the dead early Sunday morning before the sun came up, Christ had already risen. All right, from there, let's go to Luke chapter 24, and we going to read verses 1 through 8. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 8.
2: Luke chapter 24 and verse 1.
3: Now upon the first day of the week,
2: very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were, were, were much perplexed about thereabouts, Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And and as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day risen again, or rise again. And they remembered his words.
3: Cool. So here they are at the, at the sepulcher, and they're going to everybody because Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene went back and forth several times. She went, uh, came back at Mary, uh, Mary and Salome. They went back and got Peter. I mean, and they brought a whole crowd, and they was going back and forth. And the angels reminded them, hey, why are you looking for the living among the dead? The only where he told you that he, that he was going to be crucified, but he was going to rise again the third day. It says, then they remembered his words, all right? So we got that Christ had risen by, th- by the time sunrise, Sunday morning, had was here, which is the first day of the week, Christ had already risen. But what were all the things that was, that, uh, the signs that was given about his death, that, was, that he was going to be in the earth, the only sign that would be given is the sign of the prophet Jonas. As Jonas was three days and three nights in the uh, in the uh, dead, so shall the Son of Man also be. Now, so, so what? Exactly said we're going to do a little bit of math. All right, we going to do a little bit of math. Now we know that he had by the time Sunday morning came, he was already he had already risen. He rose from the dead. So, sometime between sundown, Saturday night, and early Sunday morning. Christ had already risen. Right? Christ has already reason, risen. So if we take Saturday night, and we're going to count backwards um, for the three days and three nights. So we have Saturday night, because remember, Sunday morning, he was already risen. So we have Saturday night. That would be one night. Going backwards, then we'd have Saturday. That would give us one day. So we got one night and one day. From Saturday, we'll go back to Friday night. Friday night would give us two nights. Continuing to count backwards, if we have Friday night, then Friday would be two days. Then we go back to Thursday night, that would be three nights. And then Thursday, we have three days. Now, we know that it told us that he had died the ninth hour. The ninth hour is 3 p.m. That means Christ would have actually died Thursday afternoon. At 3 p.m., and then that would give us mm. Thursday night, which is one night. Friday night, which is two nights, and then Saturday night, which is three nights. And then we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and by the time uh, we got to Saturday night, there's sometime between Saturday night and Sunday morning, he had already risen, and that gives us our three days and three nights. There's no way in hell Christ was put to, died at Friday at 3 p.m. As, as people have us believe. He died Friday at three p.m. and then rose uh, late Saturday night, early, su- uh, early Sunday morning. Mathematically, that is impossible. Huh. Uh, and brother, this this uh, this this note I have, I just emailed it to you also. If you, in case you want to copy of this.
2: Huh. Yes, indeed. I was I was writing it down, but that's that's even better. Did you have any more of that? I...
3: so I, uh, I, I just, I, I was trying to keep it as, <laughs> I was trying to keep it as streamlined as possible, brother. I, I'm telling you right now. Thank you for letting me know last night that we we're gonna do this. I don't know how many times I rewrote this trying to get it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's, it's crystal clear, I. I like the way you broke it down, walking it backwards, because that that. That That is the one thing that I've always been confused on because I got Esau's time in my mind and I'm trying to mix it with biblical time and we know that a day starts in the evening. So that always uh, boggled my mind. But the way you broke it down is is very simple to comprehend. I can watch for that. I'll pray to the Messiah. I'll
3: pray to the Messiah. Like, uh, this here wound up being like uh because of the font I'm using, <laughs> this was let me see here this one up being seven pages before i i streamlined it, but we was looking at like fifteen pages <laughs> i i i have uh, website links and, and all type of stuff on that was going I was going to hand me. but I was like nope, nope, nope let's just let's just let Let's let's try and make it as easy and as simple as possible so uh, we all get some understanding. We, we, all, we all can get to this.
2: Kind the water, bro. That was right on
3: point, brother. Now, this is my question, bro. Now, I, I was going to go over your class, and, and again, I love the class that, you, that you're that you doing with this this edification. Besides, like I said, where my mind was going with this was still proving how uh, how much we've been lied to about Christ, how we worship, like when we like last Christ, we're going into Easter, and the giant egg, a, a Easter, uh, Venus, um, and the fertility goddesses, and, and and how we worship about things, that we don't really understand what the hell it is we worshipping in, uh, and again, as well as that, from, there's no way in hell we get from Friday, Good Friday, if it was Friday at 3 p.m., then we got fr- uh, Friday at 3 p.m., then Friday night, Saturday, Then Saturday night. And and that right there is only two nights in one day or two days in one night. How the hell would he have already risen between Saturday Saturday night and Sunday morning? That just, something's off. Something's wrong with that. That does not compute. Hmm. But they have a people believing this. And there was only, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if you had it or where where he was going. But I was reminded of Romans chapter one where it says, uh, who changed the truth of God into a lie? And we're just sort no. of uh, Romans chapter one, verse 25 and in verse 23, but I don't know if is, this is part of what you wanted to bring out or what have you.
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm getting to that because, um, I like how you just broke it down and has, has Christ, uh, according to the scriptures and the math, he died on a Thursday. Yes. But, but, but we've been, we've been, um the other lie instead of Friday that he actually died on a Wednesday, because I've heard that one before. Also, but the reason they link that link that up the way they do is what I'm about to bring out
3: now. Okay, then cool, 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 cool. Well, well, can I read for you? You still got um, uh, Labia there, yeah, Labia A.K.A. Israel A.K.A. the the the. the, the, the Facebook poster. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I got out here and Kobe, uh,
0: Kobe too. <laughs> decided to join. Us.
3: <laughs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Arakaya, right there.
0: <laughs> so let's uh,
2: let's read this article, Lovie. Tell them where you're reading from.
4: Britannica.com, Ask Wednesday in Western Christianity, the first day of Lent.
2: So we're reading the article about Ash Wednesday because, like I said, I've heard, I don't know if y'all heard, but they said that Christ died on a Wednesday. So this is why they try to spin that and say he died on a Wednesday because they're trying to link the Bible up with paganism. Read on.
4: Okay. Six and a half weeks before Easter, between February the fourth and March eleventh, depending on the date of Easter. Ash Wednesday is a solemn reminder of human mortality and the need of reconciliation with God. And mark
2: no, no, that's nonsense, y'all. This is paganism, which is intertwined with religion, which the Most High never gave. You know, it
4: marks the beginning of the pinnacle Lenten season.
2: So now we're dealing with Lent. We
4: It is commonly observed with ashes and fasting. Eastern Orthodox churches begin Lent on Clean Monday and therefore do not observe Ash Wednesday. In the early Christian church, the length of the Lenten celebration varies, but eventually it began six weeks, 42 days, before
0: Easter.
2: So all of this corresponds and all of this linked together. Because before you even get to Ash Wednesday, you have what's known as Fat Tuesday. And all of this takes place, y'all, around Mardi Gras season. The whole season, the whole thing about Mardi Gras is pagan and demonic. This is why when you you go to New Orleans or you see the people celebrate Mardi Gras, there's a bunch of looting is going on. Women showing their titties, beads are all over the place, everybody drunk, stumbling drunk, a lot of debauchery, a lot of overeating, a lot of sex going on, a lot of sodomy going on. And then the day after, everybody has remorse. <laughs> everybody feel bad. Not everybody want to be uh, holy. Oh, I got to give this up. And this is known as Ash Wednesday.
3: Rito?
4: provided only 36 days of fasting including Sunday in the seventh century four days were added before the first Sunday in Lent in order to establish 40 fasting days in imitation of Jesus Christ fast in the desert
2: see they try to mix Christ up in this whole nonsense this demonic pagan stuff so Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent and you're supposed to give something up or fast for uh, 40 days and 40 nights. Rita? You know?
4: It was the practice... Well, I'm of,
2: sorry, 40 days. You know.
4: It was the practice in Rome for penitence and greediest sinners. Now, this this goes all the way back to Rome.
2: And remember, once again, we're discussing what's known as the papal uh, worship or the papacy, which is dealing with the Roman Catholic church. So... They took hold of all this paganism and wooed it into religion. We covered this last week dealing with Constantine. We're going to get more into him also. But
4: read on. sinners to begin their period of public penance on the first day of Lent in preparation for their restoration to the sacrament of the Eucharist. They were sprinkled with ashes and obliged to remain apart until they were reconciled with the Christian community.
2: Now, the ashes and the sackcloth, they get that from the Israelites. Y'all remember if we had lost a loved one or if we was going through a tough period of time where the Most High had his finger on on us, we would put on sackcloth and we would have ashes and throw ashes all over our body, all over our faces, and we just would be mourning. This was a sign of Mois, so this is where they get it from. So they're mixing paganism once again with the Bible. Read on.
4: Christian community on Monday, Thursday, the Thursday before Easter. When these practices fell into disuse, 8th to 10th century, the beginning of the pinnacle season of Lent was symbolized by placing ashes on the heads of the entire congregation.
2: <laughs> ashes on the head of the entire <laughs> congregation. So people walking around, y'all see it too. Ash Wednesday, people have these damn ashes on their head. I remember mean, the first time i seen it. I'm like, man, what the hell is going on? I thought I was in the, um, a horror movie or something, seeing people with this crap on their forehead. I'm like, man, what is this? What, what's the significance of this? But this is what it's talking about. Remember, this is done publicly. Now, this is what Christ told us about fasting. Let's get Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start at verse 16. This is the way you're supposed to fast. And remember, in this article we read, all of this stuff was did publicly for everybody to see. And then y'all y'all know it to ourselves if, if y'all seen uh, these Catholics walking around Ash Wednesday with this display that they was fasting on their forehead or you hear about people all on Facebook and other social media sites talking about what they were fasting from uh, from Lent or on Lent. And they'll be naming a variety of different things, but it's all being done publicly. Now read this. Matthew
4: 6 and 16.
2: Moreover,
4: when you fast.
2: Now listen to this. This is Christ speaking. Jehovah Shai said, when you do fast, read.
4: Be not as the hypocrite. He said what? Be not as the hypocrites.
2: What the hypocrites do? Read.
4: Of a sad countenance. They do what? They're of a sad countenance.
2: <laughs> they make their face, they disfigure their face
4: <laughs>
2: to look all sad. Read.
4: For they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward.
2: Don't do this.
4: Don't let everybody, I'm fasting, I'm fasting, look at me. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face.
2: No, leave, leave
4: leave, black ash
2: all over your face. Is that what he said?
4: Wash thy face.
2: Wash your damn face. Read.
4: That thou appear not unto men to fast.
2: Don't look like you fasting because it's not about a show. It's about you showing the most high that you're willing to give something up. Remember what Christ told the disciples when they couldn't pour those spirits off of that dude? He says this this could only be done by prayer and fasting. So fasting is a very serious thing, but you see how religion makes a mockery of fasting. Now let's read this. Bobby, I want you to read this. Tell them where you
4: read from. Ke. Unrevealed secrets of Ash Wednesday coinciding with Valentine's Day.
2: It's what? It coincides with Valentine's Day. You ask yourself, what the hell does Ash Wednesday have to do with Valentine's Day? Because both of them are pagan. Read.
4: Businesses stocking red roses and wine will be in the pinnacle of making profits. Streets are painted red from Paris in France to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, New York in USA, and to Kenya's capital, Nairobi, such is the mood of the Valentine's Day that is entertaining home stretch on February the 14th, which lovebirds cannot dare to miss. But as love smells in the air, there is another celebration the world's most popular personality, Pope Francis, is leading the world to commemorate Ash Wednesday. Make no mistake of being surprised when meeting a person with a dark-ass crucifix marked on his or her forehead. Ash Wednesday has a great significance to the Catholics and other evangelical churches. It is a religious practice that is marked in preparation and the beginning of the Lent period, another Catholic tradition, which they consider to be prayer and fasting, seizing, ushering Easter. While it may appear to the others just like an onward sign of honoring a ritual maintained within a church setup, the practice has deeply embedded importance to the Catholics. An article titled True Meaning of Lent, penned, oh, penned down by Restored Church of God, ties Ash Wednesday to the obligation to honor Jesus' fasting in the wilderness and quote supportive biblical verse. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: From Ash Wednesday to Easter, many Solomon marked their foreheads with ash. Fasting or abstaining from certain foods or physical pleasures for 40 days. This is done to. Hold on,
2: wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not going read all of this. I'm going to skip down, y'all. <laughs> Story right here.
4: A historian known as. Craig Portwood writes an article titled "Ash: What the Pagan Origin of Ash Wednesday." The what? What the pagan origin of Ash Wednesday? It's
2: pagan, read.
4: Revealing the remnants of secular practices and how they were sucked up into the church's adorable tradition.
2: I hope y'all caught this. I'm not making this up, man. Paganism is moving in with religion, read.
4: Portwood writes. The practice of putting ashes on one's forehead has been known from ancient times. In the Nordic pagan religion. The what? Nordic pagan religion. Read. Placing ashes above one's brow was believed to ensure the protection of the Norse, gold, Norse god Odin. Who? The Norse god Odin.
2: Odin. Read.
4: This practice spread to Europe during the Vikings' conquest. This land on of Ashes was done on Wednesday. The day named of Odin. Or-
2: the day Odin. named of who? Odin. The day named after Odin. Odin's Odin. Odin Day. I remember the show, uh, if y'all ever seen it, American Gods. I don't know if it still comes on, but the character uh, name the character's name on the show they called him wednesday but he was odin so the ashes on the forehead that's the that's the worship of odin keep reading this
4: according to his view there is no biblical command compelling christians to participate of the ash wednesday and neither did christ nor his apostles practice it
2: cuz you won't find this nowhere in the bible read.
4: Catholic Encyclopedia reveals that the practice the practice commenced in the 8th century after Christ had resurrected. As opposed to taking Holy Communion, paying tithes, and evangelizing, the Bible may have not directly mentioned Ash Wednesday. Such is what sums up the mysterious Ash Wednesday. It
2: has nothing to do with the Bible. Now, Let's go to uh, the two battle lines, page 105, and I want you to read the highlight parts. Yep.
4: Among the pagans, this lint seems to have been an indispensable preliminary to the great annual festival, a commemoration of the death and resurrection of Tamuz.
2: Of who? Now, this is we're still dealing
4: with Ash Wednesday,
2: Lent, all of it is grouped <laughs> in together. So the ashes on the forehead, we find out that that's talking about Odin, also known as Wednesday. But then we, another name is being dropped, which is Talmud, which is actually in the Bible. These are all deities. Like I said, these are the same deities. They're just known by different names depending on the nation. Read
4: which was celebrated by alternate weeping and rejoicing and which in many countries was considerably later than the Christian festival being observed in Palestine and Assyria in June, therefore called the month of Tammuz in Egypt about the middle of May and in Britain sometime in April.
2: So you see how depending on the country, they were even celebrated at different times. Read. Read.
4: To conciliate the pagans to nominal Christianity, Rome, pursuing its usual policy.
2: The the Roman Catholic Church, the Catholic Church, read.
4: Took measures to get the Christian and pagan festivals amalgamated. And by a complicated but skillful adjustment of the calendar, it was found no difficult matter.
2: So they had to play around with the calendar. Read
4: in general, to get paganism and Christianity now far sunk in idolatry and this as in so many other things to shake hands. The instrument in accomplishing this amalgamation was the abbot Dionysus the Little, to whom also we owe it, as modern chronologicers have demonstrated that the date of the Christian era or of the birth of Christ himself was moved four years from the true time.
2: <laughs> so they even moved the birth of Christ. Read on. The next page. Highlights.
4: What may have been the period of fasting in the Roman church before the sitting of the 19th council does not very clearly appear.
2: It says before the Nicene council. So they had a host of councils, these religious folks, back in the day to determine, what, what was canical, what was not canical? What they wanted to add in the Bible and traditions and, and such, things of that nature. Read.
4: But for a considerable period after that council, we have the distinct evidence that it did not exceed three weeks. The words of Socrates, writing on this very subject about A.D. 450, are these. Those who inhabit the princely city of Rome fast together before Easter three weeks excepting the Saturday and
2: Lord's Day. Like, they a, a fast before Easter, three weeks. It's no different than the fast of Lent. This is what they're talking about, man. This is all the paganism.
4: Read. But at last, when the worship of a star was rising into the ascendant, steps were taken to get the whole Chaldean Lent of six weeks or 40 days, made imperative on all within the Roman Empire of the West.
2: 40 days, the, the fasting time of Lent. Is that it? Yes, it. Now, jump to page 197. Same book, the two battle lines, y'all, by uh, Reverend Alexander Hislop.
4: There is yet one more symbol of the Romish worship to be noticed, and that is the sign of the cross.
2: The sign of what? the cross because that's what they make on their forehead with the ash they make the sign of the cross read
4: in the papal system as is well known the sign of the cross and the image of the cross are all in all no prayer can be said no worship engaged in no step almost can be taken without the frequent use of the sign of the cross
2: and y'all know how y'all see people doing it now this day and age they make a cross <laughs> over their chest and head, before they do anything, before they go in places. This is what it's talking about. Read.
4: The cross is looked upon as the grand charm, as the great refuge in every season of danger, in every hour of temptation, as the infallible preservation from all the powers of darkness. The cross is adored with all the homage due only to the Most High, and for anyone to call it in a hearing of genuine Romanism, by the scriptural term, the accursed tree is a mortal offence. <laughs> Read? To say that superstitious feeling for the sign of the cross, such worship as Rome pays to a wooden or metal cross ever grew out of the saying of Paul.
2: You can't talk about that cross. And and what about what about people known for rocking? The damn cross around round neck, man. I don't care who he is, what tribe you're from, you was rocking that cross because you thought it had something to do with the Most High. We're going to find out it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the Most High or Christ. Read.
4: God forbid, excuse me, God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is, and the doctrine of Christ crucified is a mere absurdity. A shallow subterfuge and pretense.
2: He said this is absurd. We're going to find out why he says this. Read.
4: The magic virtues attributed to the so-called sign of the cross, the worship bestowed on it, never came from such a sort. The same sign of the cross that Rome now worships was used in the Babylon Mysteries.
2: It was used in
4: what? Babylonian Mysteries. Read. Was applied by paganism to the same magic purposes, was honored with the same honor. That which is now called the Christian cross was originally no Christian emblem at all. What was it? But was the mystic towel of the Chaldeans and Egyptians.
2: The mystic towel of the Chaldeans and the Egyptians. Y'all know that thing that the Egyptians used to wear that you see niggas in the conscious community wearing? They call a ankh. Hmm. That's where they get it from. we going to find it. goes deeper. Read. The
4: true original form of the letter T. The initial.
2: The, so the, the cross is not a cross at all. It's the letter what? T. The letter T. Hmm. Read. The initial of the name of
4: Qamud. The initial of who? Camus.
2: The cross is the symbol. For I hope y'all are hearing this.
4: Which in Hebrew, radically, the name as ancient Chaldee, as found on coin, was formed as in number one of the accompanying woodcut figures. And in Eretria and Coptic, as in numbers two and three, that mystic child was marked in baptism on the foreheads of those initiated in the mystery.
2: Where they put it at?
4: on the foreheads of those initiators. Sounds
2: familiar,
4: like Ash Wednesday. And was used in every variety of way as the most sacred symbol. To identify Tammuz with the sun, it was joined sometimes to the circle of the sun.
2: Tammuz is the sun worship. This is where they get the, the word Sunday from. It's the worship of the sun god. This is why they changed the Sabbath. Constantine changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, because he was a sun god worshiper. We're finding out the sun god is Tammuz. Read. Sometimes it was inserted
4: in the circle.
2: So yes. sometimes they would have a cross, and I know y'all probably seen it. They have the cross, and then they have the circle around the cross. This is what it's talking about. That cross is not a cross. It's a T. You're worshiping Tammuz which is Jesus' piece around your neck. Read.
4: Whether the Maltese cross, which the Romanish bishop appends to their name as a symbol of their Episcopal dignity, is the letter C, may be doubtful. But there seems no reason to doubt that that Maltese cross is an express symbol of the sun. For later founded found it as a sacred symbol in Nineveh and such a connection has led him to identify it with the sun. The mystic cow, as the symbol of the great divinity, was called, quote, the sun, <clears throat> excuse me, the sign of life. It was used as an amulet over the heart. It was marked on the official garments of the priests, as on the official garments of the priests of Rome.
2: Now, I got to get this. Hold that archive. My let's get uh, Ezekiel chapter 8. And we're going to start at verse, I want you to read verse 1, and we're going to jump. Because we're finding out that cross is not a cross at all. It's a T, and that T is the initial for Tammuz, the sun god. He was also known in Egypt as Ra, the sun god. Like I said, it just depends on the culture, man, and the nation. They gave him different names. Same deity. So Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 8 and verse 1. I'm going to read it so you find it. It says, And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house and the elders of Judah, that the hand of the Lord God fell there upon me. So this is Ezekiel. Now we're going to jump down to verse 13. And he said also unto me, Turn ye yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. So an angel came to Ezekiel and was showing Ezekiel all the abominable things that we as Israelites, specifically the tribe of Judah at this time, was worshiping. So he's like, man, look, I'm going to show the abominable things that they're doing. Now, verse 14, Lavi, I'll pick up there.
4: Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was towards the north. And behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. Women
2: was weeping for who?
4: Tammuz.
2: Well, we just read about it in the two Babylon's. This is way before Christ was born. They was rocking the cross even back then. Y'all see how the cross has nothing to do with Christ? And our people be going crazy, man. You go get your first little gold chain. What's on the end of it? Okay. A cross. Our people making the damn cross with their hand before they go into danger or go into places they aren't supposed to be at, thinking they're doing something holy, has nothing to do with Christ. Read on.
4: Then said he unto me, has thou seen this? O son of man, turn thee yet again, and that thou shalt see greater abominations than these." Read. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men with their backs toward the temple of the Lord.
2: It was twenty-five men had their backs turned away from the temple of the Most High, meaning they was not worshiping the Most High. They turned their back on the Most High. Read.
4: And their faces toward the east, and they worshiped. The,
2: the, the faces, their faces with paint was was turned toward which direction? The east. The east. And this, remember, this is who the Muslims, the Muslims pray to the east, right? But what's the purpose of praying to the east? Read.
4: And they worship the sun <laughs> towards the east.
2: They worship what?
4: The sun towards the east.
2: This is the worship of Tamuz, y'all. We just read this in the two babylons the cross has absolutely nothing to do with christ man y'all stop that nonsense stop wearing that crap you know that's why the scripture says christ told that lady in uh saint john it says uh ye worship ye know not what we know what we worship for salvation is of the jews man a lot of us running around, like I said, with just cross nonsense, really thinking we doing something religious. Well, you are. you doing something religious. But it has absolutely nothing to do with Christ and the Bible, man. So this is a good stopping place, y'all. We're going to stop here. Uh, and we definitely going to come back, Lord's willing, next Tuesday with some more of this, dealing with the topic of Ash Wednesday and paganism. Uh, I want to send shout-out to everybody that tuned into the class. I hope y'all got some edification from the class. Oh, and also, man, I want us to, uh, everybody, send prayers up for all our brothers and sisters that live in Florida, man. It's supposed to uh, be a, uh, a hurricane, touch uh, land, uh, I believe this evening, if it hasn't already touched, man. But they're talking about it doing significant damages. So send some prayers up for our brothers and sisters, man, who live in Florida, man. And uh, until next Tuesday, y'all, Lord willing, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to please tune in to Tuzza Pop. Tuesday. pop Pop. Tuesday. Pop.
0: Tuesday.
2: Every Tuesday. So, wow, a big shout-out to Mashaba for joining in, y'all, and uh, blessing us with his knowledge of uh, Christ's uh, death and res- resurrection. Appreciate you doing that, brother. And until next Tuesday, y'all, we're going to say.